Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Balls, Sticks, and Fists. It's your favorite show without an intro. I'm your host, Keaton, joined by my co-host, Sam. Sam, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. We are live. Um, what do you think about this past weekend? Um, I think we got a lot, lot better games than we were expecting. I'm, I mean, as I said, I said there was going to be some sleeper games, and we got some sleeper games. Um, it was, you know, it was solid week of football. Yeah, the South Carolina game really surprised me. I mean, did I? I don't want to say I told you so, but I kind of, I kind of, uh, kind of told you so. <laughs> I mean, um, so on this episode, we're gonna recap the games we talked about on Thursday. Uh, Sam is on a little heater. He is uh he's seeing the board way better than I am and it's uh and it's fine. It's fine. I'd rather start cold and then get hot at the end. <laughs> Sam's starting hot, so you know that hot streak's gotta gotta uh simmer down at some point. So Yeah, I mean we're off to a good start here. I mean, next week, you know, you could just go oh for six, but just gotta keep it consistent. That's the that's the perks of gambling, the ups <laughs> and the downs. You get to you get to feel it all. All right, so let's start off with uh, our Friday night game. Uh, Virginia went to Maryland. Uh, final score of that was forty two to fourteen. Uh, what what were your takeaways from the game? I mean, Maryland did the same thing they did against Charlotte: come out flat to start and then pick things up. I they mean, were... Virginia scored fourteen points in the first quarter. They didn't score the rest of the game. They were so flat. Oh, I know. And that um, kick return pretty much turned it around. Yeah, and then then they started forcing some turnovers late. I think why it was the Virginia quarterbacks like last three throws. He threw like three interceptions in his three attempts at some point. Yeah, I mean he's that's a terrible football team. Yeah, uh I don't know what their schedule's looking like, but it's looking like they could go uh Oh, and 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's take a look at it, actually. I can't remember. Did They, they lost to James Madison, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they, they came back and took the lead, and I couldn't remember. All right, so they got um, NC State this Friday. They have Boston College, William & Mary, UNC, Miami, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Duke, and Virginia Tech. I, I see like a max of three wins. I see a max of like two. Boston College, William and Mary, and I think they can pull one out of like Georgia Tech or Virginia Tech. I see them losing to Boston College. <clears throat> I see them beating William and Mary. And then like the Georgia Tech game and Virginia Tech are kind of up in there. Couple hangovers from uh top teams this weekend. Oh, big hangover weekend. Um, let's get let's let's get into some uh, let's get into something else here. <laughs> Penn State at Illinois, man. I know you were a little nervous on the watching that. No, I mean the offense looked terrible, but the defense is legit. So I mean, it's not like Penn State had that game in hand like all throughout. Didn't matter how close it got. Yeah, I mean, what they have four, 
three or four interceptions and how many fumbles. Yeah, I mean, Gus Johnson was not bringing the energy on on that Saturday afternoon. No. Oh, oh, he's intercepted for the fourth <laughs> time. I'm like, dude, Gus, where's the energy at? Like, I get it since Champaign, Illinois, on that like. 11 local time or yeah. 11 local time in illinois it's like i i get it, it's a little early but it's like somewhat of a close game here and you're like oh he's picked off yeah i mean that it was kind of terrible to watch honestly yeah it was not a uh fun game to watch i think it's going to be interesting this weekend for penn state because drew wasn't seeing things like how not like the last few weeks yeah I mean, it's uh, because I was definitely going to throw different looks at him. And if Illinois' defense was able to confuse him a little bit with the looks they were showing, uh, the Iowa defense would definitely be able to mix things up. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting that to kind of be a little bit of a sloppy game. I feel like it always is when you go into Illinois. But... I mean, yeah, it's because whenever you go to Illinois, it's always 11 local time. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's – the atmosphere is like, you know, it's Illinois. Yeah. Right. But I was just kind of surprised how flat Penn State came out after watching Illinois against Kansas. Yeah. I mean, I was just surprised, like, how they could not score the ball with the defense playing like that. Like, uh, Penn State not be able to score? Yeah. Like, it felt like Penn State had the ball the entire game. Yeah. Uh... And they just could not put up points. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It's it's hard to show up 12 straight Saturdays. I want to look at this here. Um, they only had three more minutes of total possession time, but, like, the yeah, whole the, fourth quarter, Illinois basically had the ball. Yeah, I was kind of getting scared on a backdoor cover at the end. Yeah, so was I. I was like, this Penn is Penn State's not... been pulling their starters, like, way too early, in my opinion. It's a long season. You want You don't <laughs> want to lose someone. Yeah, I guess, hit. but you don't want to blow a cover. Because <laughs> that, that's definitely what they're thinking about. <laughs> any, any last thoughts on the Penn State-Illinois? No, I mean, they, they'll be fun. It'll be an I interesting mean, game this weekend. I mean, we're not going to get into it because that's, that's for Thursday's conversation, but I think, I don't know, I think it's kind of going to be like the same type of game against Iowa that we saw against Illinois. I don't know. I think the the offense will rule. I mean, we'll get into that Thursday though. Yeah. yeah. All right. LSU forty one at Mississippi fourteen. I mean, it was basically the the Daniels and Neighbors show. Yeah, basically just an ass kicking right from the start. I mean, yeah, Malik Neighbors thirteen receptions, two hundred thirty nine yards, two tutties. Jaden Daniels thirty for thirty four, three hundred sixty one yards and two tutties. Um. Mississippi State had nothing to offer. I watched Mississippi State's like first two drives, and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> this game's yeah. done." I mean, the only thing they can do is run the ball, and and if, LSU they, more, if they get behind, they're they're screwed. Yeah. And LSU, LSU is more physical up front too, so they were able to dominate the trenches as I presume that they would be able to. Yeah, I just thought that Mississippi State can could slow the game down and play decent defense and keep it close for a little bit. That did not happen. Not at all. That did not happen. Um, 
Oh, man, this game. Kansas State, 27, at Missouri, 30. I mean, shout shout out me, this man. 61-yard game-winning field goal. Doesn't get any better. After, after, like, a false start or delay no, of the game. Dude, it was, so, like, they're in field goal range, right? And then they, like, don't trot out. The, there's no one on the field for Missouri. Like, there's an offensive huddle, like, on, like, the sideline. And then there's yeah. literally, there's literally no one on the field, and then the play clock just ticked out, and I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? It was yeah, that like, that was terrible. That could I have mean, been like an all time. I'm honestly surprised they still kicked the field goal. Well, me I thought they were for sure gonna just throw up a hail mary just in case of like getting blocked and whatever. Mevis has a leg. He, yeah, that uh, that was a bomb. Yeah, I mean, it went from being a 56 yard field goal to a 61 yard field goal. Yeah, and he still he, nailed it. He nailed it right down the pipes. And I, that was such a bad beat for me because I needed OT. Because watching that game, it's like like Missouri was sending the, the house on Kansas State. And it's like, come on, you got – and then Kansas State kind of got a hold of the game. They, like, figured out how to counter it. And I don't know what happened. I, like, looked away. And the next thing you know, it's like, Missouri's like driving and I'm like fuck <laughs> I'm like I'm like please uh, please overtime it's just one of those games like you watch at the beginning I sent you a text like I don't know five minutes in the game I said Kansas State's chalked yeah you said all the momentum was going the other way yeah it's like I don't know sometimes you just got a feel for a game and like whenever you watch like the first five <laughs> five to ten minutes you just know how it's gonna end yeah I mean that's that's how I figured the I told you Missouri was going to win that. I mean, shout out to the SEC for getting a big, uh, big, uh, what first big, non-conference yeah, win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big first non-conference win against the 15th team ranked in the country. This uh, Luther Burden is actually pretty solid. I mean, he's yeah, the, they, he, they have he's, a pretty decent defense too. Yeah, like I said, they were saying the house. Yeah, whatever unfortunate for me but solid game uh south carolina 14 at georgia 24 um i mean basically just the everything that happened in the first half just flipped to georgia yeah it was just a tale of two halves like the first half was a totally different game and then the second half was a different game than the first half um rattler in the first half was 16 for 18 152 one tutty and then he finished 22 of 42 with 256 and then uh, one TD, two interceptions was his final stat line. So in the second half, he only had, what is that, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, six completions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was terrible. Uh, I'm kind of worried. I don't know. Should I be worried about Georgia? I mean – Carson Their Beck's, offense just does not look good. I I know, but Carson Beck's like not forcing anything. He's not like turning over the ball. Yeah, he's basically just playing not to lose. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the balls. Bauer, Bowers didn't score, did he? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't think he has a touchdown yet this year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I, they don't I, even I don't, play anybody though. <laughs> I don't think I don't think George is going to three peat. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's so hard to three peat and with 
this team, I don't think they're gonna three peat. Dude, the the college football playoff picture is just shaping up, and it's like, man, I truly have no idea who's gonna come <laughs> on top. Like, I truly have no idea who's gonna come on top this year. The most dominant team's been Washington. Yeah, that is true, and they really haven't even played anybody yet. What do you mean, Michigan State? That's no one. Yeah, that's basically no one this year. All right, let's get into it. Washington forty-one at Michigan State seven. Uh, just I mean, we expected this. Not. Mich- Michigan State's a dumpster fire right now, dude. That and, was the yeah. I mean, Washington has probably, I would say that one of the best offenses in the country, if not the best. I think Penix wins the Heisman. Yeah, he's definitely going to have the stats in that offense. <laughs> I think uh, it's also the wrong time for Michigan State to turn into a complete dumpster fire of a yeah. program. They are uh, they're close to turning into the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten. Yeah, and it's I'm sad just, too because they they're they've been in the playoff like. Well, like with the realignment coming and all those teams coming over to the Big Ten, like Michigan State got to get their shit together like ASAP. Yeah. And like whoever they hire next, now that Mel Tucker is officially fired for cause, uh, they're going to – they got to make the right hire. Because Mel Tucker just set that program back like, I don't know, four Another, years. Yeah, probably. <laughs> More, you know. I mean, probably in today's age, probably like two just because of the portal, you can literally get anybody you want in the portal. I mean, that worked with Mel his first year, and then second yeah. year, trash. Third year, wasn't turning out to be anything. It'll be interesting to see who they hire, though. Definitely definitely one to, hire, one to watch. Um, Washington, I think, can match up with anyone. Yeah. The, I- like anyone in the country. I still need to see them play like a better offense to see if how improved the defense actually is. Yeah, that's true. Because that was kind of their red flag last year. I mean, Cal, there that might have been Cal Auburn two weeks ago might have been the worst football game I ever watched. All right, so they have Oregon coming up soon, and then oh my, that's a brutal end to the schedule. Yeah. That's a tough stretch. <clears throat> I mean, if they make it through that, then you know, you know they're legit. Oh yeah, I mean, they're probably the one seed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they got Oregon, October fourteenth, USC, November fourth, Utah, November eleventh, Oregon State, November eighteenth, and then Washington State, November twenty fifth. Man, let's see if they come out of that. Um, Tennessee sixteen at Florida twenty nine. I mean, something uh, to take away. Uh, I didn't watch the majority of this game just because it was kind of like out of hand, and there was other games I'd rather be watching. Yeah, but from what I've seen and what I've heard is the officiating in this game was atrocious. Yeah, I mean. I'm, like, like I, so, I didn't really watch that at all. Like Herb, Herb Street and like Fowler in the booth, like said, like called them out. Like, so whenever, really, yeah. So it was like, I don't know what happened, but I heard it was pretty bad. But if you go back to Thursday's episode, my key to victory for Florida was the run game. 
and Trevor Etienne, Trevor Etienne, 23 carries, 172 yards, one tutty. I mean, Graham Mertz basically just managed the game, 19 for yeah. 24, 166, one TD. I mean, nothing like out of the world. Um, Joe Milton, 20 for 34, 287, two touchdowns, and one of the worst interceptions you'll ever see. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I, I watched the highlights, and that, that was terrible. And looking at uh, you talked about the officiating. Uh, Tennessee had ten penalties for seventy nine yards, and Florida only had five for thirty. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the players squaring up at the end of the game? Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I'd never seen that before. Like actually, just like squaring up like that. Dude, I never get it, man. Punching punching someone with your fist with someone with the helmet. Yeah. I, 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 I I'll never I'll never understand that, especially the big the big offensive lineman squaring <laughs> up with the DB. That was a funny picture. <laughs> it's gonna break your break your hand, dude. It's always something with Tennessee though, whether it be throwing golf balls at Lane Kiffin and making them stop the game, or it's that. Not even I'm not even talking about the players here, but that fan base has got to be one of the most toxic fan bases out there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, especially- I was not expecting. Were you you picked Florida to win? So, but yeah. did you think it would be like that? I mean, Tennessee's looked like not that good, and they're still searching for that their like identity on offense, and yeah, so yeah, and fucking the swamp's not an easy place to go into at night. So, like, if that you don't... is one place. Like, if Graham Merch can be solid and just play like that, and they can run the ball, they could actually. I think they could put Georgia on upset alert. Maybe. I mean. From watching them versus South Carolina. Yeah. My theory was if, like, if you're going in the swamp at night, you really got to jump on Florida, like, early. If it's it's like a close, close, like, throughout your, your, that's going to be a tough game to come on top. Yeah, always a tough place to play for sure. Yeah. But I, I thought they, after Utah, man, I thought they were just dead in the water. I mean, I didn't watch that game, so I can't speak on it. I they could, they could have gave him a like, they could have won that game if they didn't have Graham Ertz. <laughs> Good one. Uh, Sir, this one I was on the wrong side of. Syracuse thirty-five at Purdue twenty. I mean, oh my god, this game was so frustrating to watch, especially when you have money on Purdue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Purdue wasn't that tech game was very hard to watch too. So, dude, Purdue had no problem move the ball. Not they just shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Whether penalties and penalties, turnovers, turn, turning the ball over, and then on defense they were getting pressure on on uh, Schrader, Syracuse quarterback, and they literally made him look like freaking Johnny Manziel. <laughs> and he's he's not a small guy. He's a very big guy. And yeah, this, I, I saw highlights of him running around. This dude was running like all over on Purdue, making throws, freaking like making guys miss who have like free free runs at him. And he's just like moves. He takes like a step like to the left or the right, and then they go flying by. I'm like, oh my god. Well, maybe and Syracuse it, is actually pretty good though. Yeah, I'm back on the Syracuse. Uh, Wagon. I was on the Syracuse wagon last year and the year before. I'm officially back. <laughs> I mean, they could make some noise late in the ACC. It's pretty weak this year, so. Yeah. Um. I. 
coach. I forget who they're. Oh yeah, Dino Dino Bob Babers. He's a. I like him. What what's so funny, bro? <laughs> Where's he from? I'd never even heard of him. What do you mean? He's been there for Jeez, eight, eight years. Eight, eight years, dude. He's been riding it out. Wow. So he's the head coach at Bowling Green. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, Syracuse I mean, hasn't it, really been he, that great until like the past couple of years here. Well, yeah. Decent. I mean, he's uh he's he cost them their game against Rutgers. I remember that. He took a personal foul like himself. Like oh. hey, <laughs> Was that the bowl game? No, that was like that was like early in the week, um, uh, in the scheduled like either last year or two years ago. I just remember uh, because I had Rutgers money line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about Rutgers though? They beat it. They they put a beat down on Tech. I I think they're actually a pretty good football team. They put up more than twenty points. I was like, damn. Yeah, I think. Well, we'll get into that on Thursday, but I think they're going to get Michigan a game. If Michigan looks like anything they look like against Bowling Green, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, next game, we're gonna spend some time on this one. Pit six at West Virginia 17. Probably the worst football game of the year. This gotta go down as some of the worst football I've ever laid eyes on. I am saying I can go down anywhere. In Western Pennsylvania on a Friday night at seven o'clock and watch better football than what I put my eyes on on Saturday night. Because it wasn't even like it's okay if it's just like really good defense, but it wasn't. Like... Bro, these <laughs> West Virginia's got one of the worst defenses, one of the worst <laughs> secondaries. Like it's like, like look at that box score. If you look at that box score, you probably thought it was like pouring down rain sideways, hailstorm, lightning, <laughs> like like that. That's probably what you think happened if you didn't watch the game. Like you're like, man, like West Virginia threw for sixty yards, Pitt threw for eighty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, West Virginia had seventeen points, and I don't even know how. Uh, turnovers. Yeah. Pitt well, them, yeah. Literally, like put them in the red zone. But they had like a hundred total yards of offense almost. I mean, all right. I'm gonna spend some time on. I'm gonna get my notepad out. All right. First. All right, where where should I start? Should I start with Arduzzi's press conference, or should I start with some numbers? Uh, we'll we'll, go, we'll talk about the game first, then get into after. Okay, okay. So let's play it out. First, first drive of the game for Pitt. Twelve straight runs. They didn't Sounds pass, like Pitt. They didn't pass the ball once on that first drive, and they marched down the field all the way to the three, and they settled for three points. And the guy who carried them on that drive, uh, fucking Rodney Hammond, who's supposed to be their number one back, had like, I don't know, like six, six, seven carries out of the bunch on that like first drive. For the rest of the game, I think he only, I got to look at the stat sheet, but I think for the rest of the game, he only got six more carries. So the first drive, he got like six or seven carries. And then for the rest of the game, he only got another six. I don't know why they were so pass happy during that game. Pass happy? They were I mean, not... I mean, not pass happy, but like I wouldn't even let him throw twenty times. Bro, they did it. He did. He was eight to twenty. 
I know, but that's just because they got behind and and like yeah, true, Jersey, like and then they had to like start throwing. But dude, I gotta hold on. I should have wrote this down. Um, I gotta see like the half stats. Like I needed to see this like split into the two. Because his, I think at half he only had like four completions. I don't ever know how to fucking do this. By I half. mean, last last week they were they threw fucking. 40 times. I'll tell you what he threw for last week. Against Cincinnati, he went 10 of 32 <clears throat> for 179 and three tutties. Yeah, I mean. And their carries, hold up, their running backs against Sensi, six carries for 38 yards, six carries for 25, six carries for 21. Okay, well, he attempted 20 passes, but, like, how many times did he drop back because he had 11 runs? Who? Uh, Phil. Phil. Like against West Virginia? Yeah. Because it felt like every time I was watching, he was just dropping back. What quarter did you start watching? Uh, Probably like second. Dude, he didn't. Like, they were not. Like, they weren't dropping him back that much. Like, honestly. Dude, because they, they don't trust. Like, so at halftime, the, uh, the guy on the call said, he said, Pitt's offense is struggling because the lack of trust in Phil to like throw the ball. So they're like just one dimensional. I don't get why they wouldn't just put Christian Velow in. Because they don't out because that's Narduzzi. Narduzzi stuck with Slovis all the way until the bowl game. And it's because Slovis like <laughs> was like in the portal and gone <laughs> and like injured, like because he was like forced to. And Slovis some, wasn't this bad though. No, no. Everyone owes fucking Slovis an apology because I could watch Slovis fucking play over Phil. Like watching <laughs> Phil play is like terrible. Search yeah. up his search up his three interceptions. There's three of the worst interceptions you'll ever see. Besides the last one in the fourth quarter, because it was like tipped. Like, but the first two, literally the worst interceptions you'll ever see. Literally the worst. He, okay. You can't tell if he's Underthrowing a receiver by twenty yards or overthrowing one by ten. There's literally not. Yeah, a I, I I did see that one. He literally threw it in like the middle of both of them. <laughs> and the guy, the guy on the backside, the guy running like the the corner or the sail, is wide open. Like literally, he's wide open. Yeah, it's some of the worst. And Narduzzi comes out and he goes, "Oh, like." People are like too quick to like switch up on their quarterback. Look at Saban. Saban played three different quarterbacks on freaking Saturday. Like, okay, yeah. So Hammond had fourteen carries, and yeah. Phil had eleven. Yeah, that... but not all of those were like two of those were on sneaks. Um, okay, and then you gotta remember they count uh, in college. In college, they count sacks against the rushing yards. Okay, so how many sacks? It doesn't even show. Here, I'll tell you. Because I'm had, telling you, like... Uh, what the fuck? They had... Uh, let's Where is it? One sack? Is that right? One sack. 
That does not seem right. Didn't it seem like it, he got sacked <laughs> a lot more? No, they did a good job of protecting him this week. And, like, Narduzzi comes out, yeah, we got to do a better job of uh, – he said uh, his thing, our quarterback got to throw under duress more in practice. It's like, dude, the interceptions, he wasn't under duress besides the one where the he DB got cl- came. He got clobbered <laughs> in the one. The DB came, like, flying at his knee. But the ball was already away. Like, there, And that was it. Yeah. I mean, throw. and he literally had his check down. He had Hammond wide open over the mi- middle. Yeah, it, it's actually nuts how this game went. They, they lost Virginia threw the ball nine times and ran it fifty one. Bro, Phil Phil was the leading passer on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that's count, nuts. If you count if you count return yards on the interceptions, it was more than more if you, than. Uh, if you if he doesn't throw interceptions, dude, I think they win like six to three. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Honestly, once they scored three points, they should have just never thrown the ball again. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, not I wasn't pass happy wasn't the right word, but like I would have literally just ran it every single time. Dude, but like when you do that, like Phil couldn't or, get in there. Like if you're not gonna bench your quarterback, like what else are you gonna do? The thing is, Signetti and Narduzzi aren't doing Phil any favors. Because they play at home this Saturday. Phil's going to get booed out of his mind. And people are already calling him mentally weak. Because yeah. they're bringing I mean, up... A, they just need to throw in Velo, and if he stinks, like, so what? Uh, Someone brought up a point on Twitter. It was like, this This is like... uh, This isn't like the same situation, but like... Narduzzi refused to, like, admit that Ben Nucci was, like, terrible. And the only reason why we got to see Kenny was because Danucci's helmet came off and Kenny had to come in. <laughs> I mean, respect to him, at least he's loyal to his guys, but Yeah, but there's a certain like point where yeah, you gotta like yeah, cut yeah. it's like an ego thing. Like, dude, he's missed twice in the portal on QBs. And it's like Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I was expecting Phil to be good, to be honest with you. Phil supposedly he's what Phil got hurt at Boston College and supposedly he hasn't been the same since. Yeah, he broke his wrist. Yeah. Cause he was but, projected like third round that year, I swear, wasn't he? Yeah, like he was like, yeah, but now he's not gonna he's not even gonna be touching the boards. Um no. But someone uh brought up a quote when he transferred from Notre Dame and supposedly he was like so like mentally like not there that like he put it in a quote he said yeah i couldn't even like throw a ball there Jesus. like he like he forgot to how to throw a football and just because like, he was nervous i don't know what it was but then he went to boston college and like everything like seemed like yeah fine. I mean, he also and had zay flowers <laughs> yeah so i'm a so here we go Mark <clears throat> doozy and mark whipple had like a falling out because whipple wouldn't run the ball as much as Narduzzi wanted to. But in 2021, under Mark Whipple, Pitt was ranked the eighth best offense in the NCAA. The eighth best. Their averages, they averaged 487 yards per game, and they put up 41.4 points a game. 2022, this is with Slovis and Signetti now. Whipple's out, Signetti's in. Dropped to 405 yards per game. And then I don't have the points per game, but so almost 
what is that like 80 yards almost like 80 yards a game difference and if you watched last year they literally just relied on uh izzy a ton um yeah. this year so far with phil and signetic three games in 321 yards a game is what they're averaging and yeah. and in like the two games against real opponents they've what they put up six against west virginia and they put up like I don't know what twenty something. They, they got Cincy. like twenty or twenty one, but that was I felt like not garbage time, but you know I they mean were it was off. Com- yeah it, yeah it was comeback and then yeah, um let's see Frank first off how did Frank Signetti get this pit job like here's his here's Frank Signetti's stats at Boston College three hundred and fifty oh hold on three hundred all right first year at Boston College twenty twenty COVID year. Grain of salt because you know the COVID year, a lot of yeah, yeah, three hundred eighty-five yards per game with twenty-seven point eight points per game. Twenty twenty-one, three hundred fifty yards per game with twenty-four point seven points per game. Yeah, that's terrible. The dude can't put up numbers. He literally had Zay Flowers, you know. Yeah, it's uh, and their offense looked terrible too when he was there. Yeah, like how how did he get this pit job? I mean, Whipple. Uh, I mean, he has no problem running it at Nebraska. <laughs> they, I mean, shit, they ran it fifty times on Saturday. Is Whipple still? Did the rule keep Whipple? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still there. Look it up. Because I know he was there with Scott Frost and Scott Frost's uh departure. I mean. Like, I don't think Nebraska's offense looks bad under him. They just don't have any quarterback. I mean, yeah, it's tough to win games whenever you uh is he still there? Let's see. No, nah, he's he's jobless. Jobless. Damn. <laughs> For twenty twenty three, it does not have him listed as a job anywhere. <laughs> like that's not too present right there. Oh, no. damn. <laughs> Maybe they need to call him back. I mean, dude, it's not a Mark Whipple offense if you're running it 50 times a game. Yeah. I mean, Narduzzi threw shade at Whipple. It's like, dude, he has Kenny Pickett. Why would he run and the ball? And Addison. Yeah, why would he run the ball 40 times a game? It's like, it's like, it's not like he's not like moving the ball, throwing it. Literally the yeah. eighth-ranked offense in the country. Eighth. You yeah, and, and they could have made the playoffs if they didn't lose to Western Michigan at home. <laughs> yeah, that one might be that. All right, all right, that one the play call might have been a little sus. <laughs> <laughs> that that one's kind of not you know, but that hey, but Narduzzi even says he spends eighty five percent of his time with the defense. And how many points did? How many points? Yeah, they, did I Narduzzi think they scored forty something. Yeah, right? yeah. Western put it up like thirty to forty points on Pitt's deep. Like, come on. I think it was 4340. Yeah, like you can't be can't be doing that. Freaking defensive guru. And then Pat comes mm. out and he goes, he goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave up the decision making the to Frank for the offense. It's like, dude, you're you're the head coach. Yeah. It's like, dude, Frank's loyal to Phil because he's had him at BC. You think he's gonna just like switch switch up on him? Yeah, and he actually played good at BC. I mean, not, like, not hold on, hold great, on, but... hold on. Phil's last year at BC, 
The last year he was terrible, but okay, before his injury, yeah. Hold up. I got a stat line for you. This is October 29th, 2022, against arguably one of the worst FBS teams out there, UConn. They lost this game. Boston College lost to UConn in 2022. You want to hear Phil's stat line? I'm just guessing like 100 yards and four picks. 12 for 19, 155 yards, and two interceptions. Shit, that's a great day if he's at Pitt. <laughs> that's, that's, dude, that, that's, an, that's an everyday thing for him at Pitt. <laughs> I mean, I am. If, if Frank C ain't hot, I don't know what he has to do to get fired. Yeah, I think, I don't know if you can fire him. Like, you just have to bench Phil first and see what's going on before you fire him, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, Pat was like, yeah, like, no one wants to, like, come out and just run the ball 12 straight times. It's like, that's what you did. Yeah. And it, it's not like you were behind. It was the first drive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, they're not, like, doing anything to get him in the, like, rhythm either. It's yeah. like, and then <laughs> the funny thing is Pat goes out and he goes, yeah, we're going to have to watch the tape back before we make any decision. <laughs> it's like, watch the tape back. I literally just watched one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. <laughs> it was either 10, it was either 20 yards underthrown or 15 overthrown. Like there was literally no one in the vicinity. I can't believe that I like totally forgot to put in the under for that game. Oh, dude, that was, that probably yeah, I think uh, it was like 38. It was 38. And how mm-hmm. many points were scored? Freaking 19. 23. 23. I don't even know what the final score was. It was 17-6. Literally one of the worst games I've ever watched. Um, yeah. I don't know what Pitt's going to do, but I think. Watch him bench Phil and just come out and win on Saturday. Like, that's just a Pitt thing to do. No, Phil's starting on Saturday. <laughs> Narduzzi already Like, already that. named him? He named him on Saturday. What at the at the post press conference they were like, uh, are you gonna stick with Phil? Net? He goes, yeah, I think so. Jesus, I mean, he's got to get benched at half time. So right, he, he's blaming every. He's like, he's like, it's just not like Phil's fault. It's like, uh, like it, it's like the whole like offense. It's just not. It's like, dude, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching receivers wide open, and Phil's not hitting them. He's either throwing it in the dirt or it's getting picked. Yeah, or it's I, overthrown. I, it's either underthrown, overthrown, or in the dirt. I don't get why he's so loyal to him. You think just because he's a Western PA guy? No, it's just Narduzzi. He's got the biggest ego out of everyone. And the audacity of him to talk shit on the Big Ten when Pitt's probably going to be a three-win team this year. If they, bro, if they stick with Narduzzi, they're a three-win – I mean, not Narduzzi. If they stick with Phil, they're a three-win team. Yeah, honestly, probably. Look, look who they have left. UNC. That's an L. Virginia Tech, they can probably you can beat. win that game. Yeah, Louisville, uh, close game. Oh. That's that's uh, yeah. Wake Forest, that's probably a W. Notre Dame, L. Florida State, L. Syracuse, L. Boston, they better be able to beat Boston. I don't know. Boston College just played Florida State really tough, and they had like thirty penalties. And then Duke, L. Like, dude, they're not making a bowl game, and they're not even coming. They're three win team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are th- there are three to four win team this year. Yeah, I, yeah and man. if their offense like keeps on stinking it up, 
how the hell are you going to stay with your OC? Like, the thing is, the first people to go are the coordinators, and then after that, it's the head coach. Yeah. So, uh, like, if if Narduzzi, like, refuses to change, and I'm the AD seeing this product on the field, and he's, like, not taking any accountability for it, I'm like, all right, Frank, you're gone. <laughs> like, and then it's, like, sends a message to, like, Narduzzi, like, come on. I mean, they're they're never going to fire Narduzzi. That's – they – everybody from Pittsburgh thinks he's, like – the greatest thing since sliced bread. Not anymore. Well, Narduzzi's in hot water right now. Yeah, but I guarantee you they still will not fire him. They'll just be like, oh, the quarterback was just bad. We talk about Kenneth Walker thinking uh uh Kenneth Walker taking like responsibility for Bell Tucker getting that extension. Dude, Kenny <laughs> Kenny saved Narduzzi. Let's, let's just roll it back. Let's roll it back. Let's search up pit football schedule. Let's roll it back. I mean, last Dude. year they didn't have like a terrible like for pit standards. I mean, they didn't have a uh... no, but he should have made a change at quarterback. How long has who did How they even have, have last year? Like Slovis, they, I know Slovis, but like who was their backup? Freaking what was it? Patty. Oh, okay. He was even worse. Dude. If Patty doesn't get hurt in that, uh, in the whatever bowl it was against Michigan State, they freaking win the game. Yeah, well, Kenneth Walker also didn't play, but I mean, Kenny didn't either. But all right, let's see how. Uh... Just go, go back. You were just hold on. I'm seeing how. The... All right, 2015. No, we're going from the very first year that Narduzzi was at Pitt, eight and five, six and two. All right. That's a, that's a good that that's a good year with losses at North Carolina, North Carolina, Notre Dame, and Miami were his and Iowa. All right, not a bad first year, yeah. That's good for Pitt, yeah. Twenty sixteen, eight and five again. Beat Penn State, lost against OK State. Lost that's the year North they Carolina. they should have been a lot better that year. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Like, how Miami. do you beat that Clemson team who won the national championship and then lose to, like, Oklahoma State? 2017, 5-7. and seven. Jeez. That's a terrible... Uh, oh, that, is, is that Danucci's team? What? No. Is that Danucci's team? Because uh, I think he played that second year against Penn State. Because yeah. before it was Peterman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2018. Seven and seven. Ooh, look at that week two. Yeah, not bad. Twenty nineteen. Eight and five again. Twenty. Uh, we don't even need to look at that. It was a COVID year, right? Twenty twenty six and five. Or was that COVID or twenty twenty one? No, no, that was COVID year. That was. Yeah. All right. 2021, 11-3 with Kenny. Shit. Okay, so they lost to Western Michigan. Who was their other loss? Uh, Miami. Freaking terrible game, dude. I remember being there. Uh, 2022, 9-4. Yeah, and they should have beat Tennessee, too. Yeah. Well, talk about game management. First half, you know, 
everything's going well. You know, they had a lead on, lead on Tennessee. Tennessee, like, came back. Just knee it out. Knee it out, Narduzzi. Take take your W at half. <laughs> knee it out. Play action with Slovis. Slovis gets killed. Fucking concussion. Out for the game. And ever since, whenever he got Slovis killed against Tennessee, it, like, switched everything. Like, Slovis, like, turned, like, gun shy. Because, dude, yeah. Pitt, Pitt didn't do anything to counter Tennessee's blitzes. They were letting Tennessee come free at Slovis. Like, every single time. He's playing pretty good at BYU, so. Just, just beat Arkansas. Yeah. So, so who, who was really the problem? It's like, from just looking at the schedule, it's like, all right, they're good for eight and five. Yeah. Yeah. They're, that's I feel like that's what you can always pencil in is Pitt as. They'll yeah, beat but, somebody a lot better than them, and they'll lose somebody ten times worse than them. How much more do you want to sell for eight and five, though? I mean, it, they were doing it before Narduzzi, and they'll be I think doing it's gonna after. get. I think it's gonna get worse now, though. This offense is atrocious. You oh, put up this year will be worse for you sure. You put up but... six points against one of the worst defenses, like yeah, you know, like a defense that like their secondary is like literally rated one of the worst, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and you and you know what you do against one of the worst rated secondaries? Eight for 20, 81 yards, and three interceptions. Yeah, I mean that. I thank God I can't remember the entire game. That was terrible. This is literally one of the worst games, but one of the most exciting games of the night. Freaking like ten twenty kick, Colorado State thirty five at Colorado forty three. I know. Did you watch this? No, I mean I watched the highlights. I was surprised that um, Colorado didn't beat them by eighty. I mean, dude, what a dumb bet. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I didn't literally I like didn't off, first so. first couple of possessions I knew it was I knew I just I just knew the way it was going. Yeah. It was uh they're gonna get their ass beat. It, oh yeah, that's for sure. This weekend's gonna be an ugly one for the for the buffs. I should have locked in Oregon at minus fourteen uh before it turned to <laughs> minus twenty yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, Alabama struggled. I mean, hold on. Dirty, what's your thoughts on the hit on Hunter? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just like. It's dirty, but fire. like. It's dirty, but I, I mean. I mean, you're on the football field. Like, yeah. You shouldn't be getting go, death threats. Like, yeah, going like full speed. Like, shit's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Especially when you don't know where like the ball is either. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I also think they were fired up to play that game, and they were like, yeah. let's go hit Travis Hunter. Yeah, um, definitely really sloppy and, like, like dirty, like, shit going on. Fucking shitter, like, doing the freaking eye-poking people through their... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that game was just set up to be like that. Yeah, exciting finish, though. I fell asleep at half. That's it just like... really sucks that Travis Hunter is going to be out for, like, four weeks now. Yeah, I'm missing like two of their biggest games against Oregon and USC. Yeah, did you see they made they made USC noon kickoff? Yeah, I know that's the the ten o'clock kick for like because it's that is that Colorado. Yeah, ten o'clock kick for for the Colorado boys. Yeah, I mean better than freaking ten p.m. kick for us on the East Coast. Yeah, true. <laughs> I saw a funny Reddit post. It said the real losers of this game. 
are the Big Ten fans realizing how long and how late these Pac-12 games go? Yeah, that is true. Because <laughs> wait, wait, wait till like Ohio State goes to like USC and it's like a ten o'clock kick. <laughs> Gotta wait till <laughs> that game didn't finish till like two thirty. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. that's all I have for that Colorado yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, besides, they got they. I think they got exposed. Yeah, I mean, they I were mean, every- very close to getting exposed against Nebraska, but Sims kept fumbling and throwing <laughs> interceptions. I mean, uh, we're gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, yeah, we'll see how many W's they finish with. Uh, now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that I'm predicting they have like four or five ones. That's funny. All right. Um so we had some top team struggle. Yeah, I mean it was we like had, the perfect spot for hangover this week. Texas struggled with Wyoming. Don't look at the score, just knows 10 10 tied in the fourth. Yeah. Alabama struggled against USF. They like played like three different quarterbacks, I think. Uh, Florida State struggled at BC. Arguably, should have lost against BC if BC didn't have like nineteen penalties. Uh, <laughs> Michigan struggled with like Bowling Green for a lot of that game, and Penn State was kind of in the rock fight with Illinois for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're as bad as the other ones, just because at least Illinois can play some defense. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't look too into the Texas one. Uh, yeah, I, Alabama is a real concern because, like, you expect them to go out and fire after, you know, what happened at Texas. Yeah, it's um. Uh, one of my bets was going to be Alabama, like minus thirty-five and a half, and my reasoning behind that was there's no way that they're going to get their ass kicked against Texas and then come out freaking flat against USF. Yeah, I mean, that's what I figured, and we were both wrong. We were beyond wrong. Um, let's talk about Alabama a little bit. You want to talk about bad offensive coordinators and bad hires? This guy be up there. <laughs> Tommy Reese should have never gotten that Alabama job. And I'm going to have some numbers to back that up. 2020 COVID year at Notre Dame was his first year as OC, I believe. So COVID year, grain of salt. No crowd, no fi- grain of salt. 448 yards per game and then 33.4 points per game, all right? You're going to see a, a decline now. Steady decline throughout the years. 2021, 426.2 yards per game, 35.2 points per game. 2022, last year, 396 yards per game and 31.8 points per game. 2023 at Bama through three games, 367.7 yards per game with 32.3 points. And yeah. I think the reason Milrow got benched against USF was because Reese was like, come on, just just give Buckner a try. <laughs> yeah, give, that, it give, had give, to be that, yeah. Give, give my boy a try, and then he sucked. <laughs> but I did say last week that, like, how long until you give Buchner a try? And I, 
the USF game was probably the game to do it to like yeah, sam- yeah. sample it out. But the dude sucked. Like there's not one positive review about him against the yeah. USF game. But I think um Alabama's like lack of weapons again this year, you know, I think that has something to do with the offense. I think Tommy Reese has did you see this thing of former Notre Dame quarterbacks uh last what, week? Like being in a Heisman or I mean being a coordinator? Well, all right, listen. Drew Drew Payne. Drew Pine. Drew Pine, whatever the fuck his name is. Phil and Tyler Buchner. Let me pull up their stat sheets from uh from this past Where's week. Where's Pine at now? I don't even remember. He went to uh dude, he went to uh he didn't go to a big school. Oh yeah, he did. What am I talking about? Arizona State. Oh, okay. Uh Let's see. I don't think he starts. Who? Drew Hold Pine. on. Hold on. I got the stat line. There's a tweet. Hold on. There's a tweet. I just got to find it. Uh, all right. Ready? Yeah. Tyler Buchner, 5 for 14 for 34 passing yards with a 15.2 QBR rating. Drew Pine, five for thirteen for fifty-two yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, two point nine QBR, and <laughs> the loss against Fresno State. Jesus, Phil, yeah. Phil, eight for twenty for eighty-one yards, zero TDs, three interceptions, ten point three QBR. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, they were all there at the same time too, like. <laughs> Wait no, I think Phil left a little before because Phil, yeah. Phil yeah, was but there. I, I think Book Reece, was there. Yeah, I think Reese was still on the staff though. Yeah, he definitely was. But like, talk about misses on quarterbacks. Yeah, that's bad. Um, I think you're gonna see Saban taking a more hands-on approach on the offense now. Yeah, probably. I mean, he he already named Milro the starter. He'll be the starter the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, their other options are not even close to Milrow. Yeah. Um, Mel Tucker gets fired for cause. Yeah. He, he's out. We talked about that <laughs> so, a little bit earlier. Not surprising, yeah. So, Sam, you had a pretty good uh, week on, on the board. Uh, yeah. You, you moved to 14-5 overall. You hit Maryland minus 14.5. Penn State minus 14.5. You missed on Mississippi State plus the points. You hit Mizzou money line, Wisconsin minus twenty, barely. Uh, yeah, I don't that know was, how you that got, was a lucky know, one. <laughs> I don't know how you got that one. And then Duke minus eighteen and a half. Yeah, good. Another good weekend. That was probably actually my best week, and it's the week I said I really don't like anything. Yeah, and the week I said I liked it a lot. I uh, <laughs> I uh, went one one for two. Uh, Straights. Yeah, in the straights, Penn State minus 14 and a half hit. Kansas State minus three and a half did not hit. Colorado minus whatever certainly did not hit. Yeah. And then my personal three leg parlay, Denver come close. Um, Florida hit, but Pitt did not hit and Purdue didn't hit. Our team cards coming so close every single time. 
I know. What did that game finish at? Like fifty some. It wasn't record. They they had like 49. it wasn't. No, it was like forty nine. Houston only oh, put up. Yeah, yeah. Houston, Houston didn't only, score. Houston only put up like ten points. Yeah. Um, TCU had like thirty six, I think. Yeah. So, our team card will hit eventually. I feel like this. This, week, this is the week. <laughs> I think. I think this is a big week up coming. I mean, I, I feel love, like we're gonna be like on complete opposite sides this week. I love Ohio State minus three. <laughs> I. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything else. I mean, after seeing how they looked against Western Kentucky and they turned it on, I'm like, yep. Western Kentucky. I mean, only let up 10 points against Western Kentucky in the air raid team. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to come down to – I think Sam Harmon's actually that dude. Yeah, it's going to be – it's gonna be a interesting game to watch, but that's not for this episode. That's yeah. For next we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it for Thursday. This week we got a incredible, incredible lineup of games coming. We're talking <clears throat> Ohio State, Notre Dame, Florida State, Clemson, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, Utah, Ole Miss, Alabama. Freaking what else? North Carolina, Pitt. Uh. Iowa, Penn State, Texas, Baylor. Oh, also speaking on Pitt, that Cincinnati team that beat Pitt lost to Miami of Ohio last year. Yeah, so I I never thought Cincinnati was good, so. Neither did I. Yeah, like that just shows how bad Pitt is, how bad the ACC is overall this year. Yep. Um, You got anything else you want to wrap up? Nope. Nope. Uh. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ball Sticks and Fist. Episode our next episode is probably gonna be our biggest with yeah, just with the, yeah. the output of games. And then the episode after that's gonna be another big one because we're gonna have a lot to react to. We're gonna find out who's real and who's fake. But that's gonna wrap us up here. It's your favorite show without an outro. We're peace.